Welcome to The Catalyst, where we explore creative ideas to spark innovation in an unhealthy healthcare system. I'm your host, Dr. Lara Salyer, a physician and mom of three who is reimagining the way I practice medicine after suffering and overcoming burnout. Join me as I teach you how to optimize flow and catalyze your own revolution in healing. Tune in for candid conversations with leading experts in conventional and holistic healthcare who dare to believe a better future is possible for all of us. Life is made of teeny catalytic moments of immense impact. When strung together, the transformation is magical. Join us and let's color outside the lines. Check out this Catalyst podcast episode. In here, you're going to meet Lynn Jocelyn. She's a physician's assistant. And after spending over 20 years in conventional medicine in primary care, she knew there was something more she could offer to people with chronic illness. It took her own personal health crisis, but she learned that small things can catalyze great impact. And she resigned from urgent care to start her own food and spirit clinic. Now we talk a lot more than just her journey and functional and holistic medicine. We dive into topics that are so exciting. Like why would an introvert find group visits be the highlight of their week? And how can you do this without losing your sanity? We also talk about how the limbic system is a huge component in healing and why a catalyst practitioner is different than a regular kind of functional doc in the box, right? We need to honor the space of healing with our thoughts and agency and autonomy. So dive into this delicious episode. We talk much more than just your average functional holistic podcast. Welcome to the Catalyst Podcast. Oh my goodness. Welcome to the Catalyst Podcast, Lynn Jocelyn. She is like a bestie of mine that I have yet to meet in person. She's from Durango, Colorado, and she quit urgent care. She's a physician's assistant and has a great story of being her own catalyst. So welcome to the podcast, Lynn. I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm so excited to be here. As you know, you're one of my favorite Dearest mentors. So oh, goodness. We've work. had so much fun. You are an inspiration <laughs> because if you were to meet Lynn, she has got this energy that exudes the screen. So even though we've never met in person, she's just got this warm and gooey heart center. Um, and she really, you can tell she really cares for her community. She makes everything as colorful as she can, probably. Spoiler alert, which is why I love her, because she's very creative in, in what she says, in her thoughts, and how she dresses. She even has bright red glasses on. You can use your imagination. And she's just so cool. One of those people that if we were neighbors, I just know that you and I would have the coolest like Halloween decorations or <laughs> fun little art projects. I just know that we would collaborate, have book clubs. Um, so I am excited just to talk a little deeper about your journey. So tell me a little bit since this podcast is called the Catalyst Podcast, it's about teeny things that yield big, massive impact. And sometimes we don't realize we're living a catalyst moment until it's in hindsight. And we realize, wow, that was a big impact for me. What was your catalyst moment that you knew I have to, to make a change? Yeah, um, I think I had a couple. I, um, I was rural health for probably the biggest portion of my career in rural Texas. And I will say that was like um, where I learned the most, not just about medicine, but about connecting with humans. And I really think back to those people that were um, 
I still see their faces and I still like they were family and I got to be um, on the ground floor of that uh, clinic. So I helped build it and we, it, it was never the same um, clinic for more than two years. We just changed and morphed for whatever was coming. And so um, I'm getting to my catalytic, catalytic moment. Um, so then we moved to Durango and I did urgent care for about uh, three years. And I think I would have to say, I got to the place where I literally could not, I just couldn't show up and I wasn't showing up in my best self. And, and that feels probably the worst when you're not really able to, um, yeah, be with humans the way you want. And so that was, I call it soul sucking. Um, it just really did. And so I quit. I, well, I actually, this is my catalytic moment, which actually happened right before I quit. I didn't know why, but somehow I showed up to a therapist. I didn't have a thing or a reason. Sure. I think probably my body and my world felt really chaotic. Yes. And I walked into her office. I had asked a dear friend, who should I go to? And my friend sent me to her and I didn't know her. I hadn't done this kind of therapy really one-on-one. And I sat down on her couch and just became mush. Everything. And she looked at me, I think, you know, it usually takes me people a little while to get sure. there, but something else was driving me. And so I got there and I just, I fell apart, you know, and we uncovered a year and a half. This was my catalytic moment, this wow. work with her, a year wow. and a half of deep dive and just like excavation of my, my stuff that I didn't know was driving my decisions right. and things. And so three months into um, my work with her, I Within a week, I just quit urgent care. I remember I was terrified to go in and do it, but I did it. I didn't have a plan. And I, you know, then we continued our, our work. I was able to take a whole year off and I really Wonderful. didn't do a lot. In fact, I thought I was done with medicine, sure. like not going back. Right. Um, and then another um, dear friend and physician um, colleague who ends up, ended up being my supervising physician kind of entered into my world with a proposition. And I thought, oh, uh. but our work together, he was he was really supportive because he said, I know you want to start your own thing. I had been studying functional medicine since 2016. And so, you know, I thought the minute I was done with certification, I just opened my practice. Well, it doesn't work like that. Right, right. <laughs> I wish it did, so, right? But no, so, no, no. Yeah. Anyway, so, so I think those were two catalytic moments Aww. because- I was done with medicine. He came into my life and said, we need support. I know you want to start your own thing. You could use our office for your own thing. Love it. And support us. And so it was like, and then I met you. And that was actually, there's three catalytic moments. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually had in my mind this this idea that I don't need a mentor. Mentors are too expensive. You know, I don't have anything. And then randomly... I think I was on um, the functional medicine Facebook and you had infographics and I was like, Oh, this is so cool. And so re- somehow I got to a discovery That's the gateway infographics. And then um, we had that first discovery call. And I remember exactly, I guess it's a catalytic moment when you can feel taste of, like all my senses. I remember that moment of sitting with you going, Oh yes, I have like, I don't care how much it is. This is my next step. And so then it all just rolled from there. Rock on. This is it. You're describing a catalyst and you've had many. I think we all do. And the more we open our eyes 
every person that is just at the right place at the right time, um, whether it's a therapist or a friend or somebody that helps us reframe our mindset just a little bit, like a millimeter shift. And suddenly you feel like all these doors open. I mean, that's really the definition of catalytic moment is like, you can't even put your finger on it, but you know, it's something alive, something different. I remember that catalytic moment too, because I remember meeting you and it is, it's like energy across the screen. When you meet somebody that really aligns with those values of wanting to educate and uphold a community and bring in connection and inspire others just by being your own catalyst, it's sort of like lighting the candle, you know, you continue to inspire others that they then will inspire others. And so it's this domino effect of energy. Um, so tell me it really is yeah. when you first were, you know, examining your thoughts, this is also a huge thing that I talk about. We actually just talked about this. I think last studio time where we talk about getting autonomy back and really saying, wow, I'm not happy, but I have a choice and it may be different for everybody because it is some can't leave their job. Some can, some can do a lateral move, but we always have an autonomy of thought. And autonomy of choosing, how do I want to use this emotion and process it and learn from it? And I know mm -hmm. I've spoken candidly that some of the best catalysts for me have been my therapists. You know, as I was navigating from burnout, I had a physician coach, I had a therapist. And like you, I thought, who needs a coach or a mentor? Like, <laughs> I've got this all figured out, right? <laughs> And I remember thinking, this is ridiculous, but I'll sign up. I'll sign up. And it was so wonderful because they're just trained to have you think about things in a different way. And, and when you bring that ego down and you put it back in your back pocket and you're like, all right, let me see what I can learn from this person. It's like, whoa, mind blowing. And so you and I have talked like, you know, when we talk about autonomy of thought, what do you do to kind of get yourself out of a funk when you're feeling like when, or even recalling back in that time, what, what were some of the things that you might tell our listeners? Like if you're feeling stuck and like you have no choice. I think connection is huge because, um, and I still, I still go through waves. Even I'm going to say last week was a really, really hard week. Um, and I was feeling really, really stuck. And what happens, I guess what I would like to share with people is take a look at what your default modes are. And Lara, you've really helped me with this. Like, what are those pathways, those neural pathways, those patterns that are just comfortable and easy and yet maybe not serving you because I still can fall into those. And for me, oh, yeah. it's turning in, you know, not reaching out. Um, and, and then I get stuck there for a bit, but all yep. I have to do is have connection with one other human that, um, that energetically is supportive and, you know, um, and then I am able to move out of that, or at least it brings yes. me to a place where I can choose. Okay. I haven't been on my yoga mat. I haven't done any cardio for me. It's movement, even yes. like just shaking. I don't know if anybody yes. does shaking. Oh my gosh. Yes. Shaking is like literally so profound and it's one minute or 30 seconds and it can shift you. So, um, when I'm feeling that and, and, and bringing it back to the autonomy of thought, um, that's just a powerful statement. I think I, uh, as a PA, especially, and I've always been an employee and it never crossed my mind that I would be where I'm at right now, creating my own practice. And I literally, 
I know this is so, I can't wait to get out of bed sometimes too. I'll dream about um, infographics because you, <laughs> yay. Like, oh my God, I got to go. The drug this. is working. Um, yes. The drug is working. <laughs> the creative, the creativity piece. Okay. I'm going to bring it all the way back. So um, love it. And I can get really tangential as you know, but um, the creativity piece I think is key for autonomy of thought for me. Absolutely. And um, I grew up in a house where um, my sister was the creative one. She was the sure. artist. She is sure. the artist. She's incredible. She's, um, but we wear certain hats. And so when I learned and I first learned creativity in the kitchen, like that's where I get in to my biggest flow. I just, I love that. Time goes away and I'm making like 20 things. The kitchen's a disaster, but I have beautiful food at the end. Um, and then somebody told me, I think it was my work with uh, Food and Spirit, Deanna Minnick. And um, somebody told me like, that's a form of creativity. You know, mm-hmm. as an adult, I had to be told that, duh. But um, so yes. But we Tangent, don't know. And I, I love how you said this because like our family of origin, see, this is how it does come full circle. Look at us. We're painting with all the colors of the rainbow today because mm-hmm. you cannot take out one shade of self-growth from all of this. Like you can't just say, nope, I'm not going to learn from a therapist or a mentor or a coach my whole life. I'm going to do my plan because like you've touched on it. Like these are things that we learn about ourselves, And when we grow up in our nature, nurture environment, in our family of origin, we assume labels and we think, oh, I'm not the athletic one, or I'm not the artistic one or whatever. And it's not even meant to be derogatory. It's just what you assume. It's a language that you've told yourself internally and then to be invited to think of creativity a little bit differently, that it doesn't have to be paint. It doesn't have to be words. It can be food. It can be balancing even a checkbook. It could be like, you know, all these other little tiny things to get yourself into a flow state, um, creating, you know, your plan for your community of what you want to talk about and how you want to lead this community of yours into better health is so fun and creative. Um, what is Amazing. on top of your mind lately? What are you doing with your community? Well, we have started to meet in person and um, I have a very small practice and I love it um, and I'm growing. Um, but so we've decided, we, I met, we met in person, um, must've been like at the end of February and we were sitting there just um four of us sitting there. And they, at the end, they looked at me and they said, so um, how often are you going to do these in person? I said, well, do you want them in person? And they're like, yes, yes, we want them in person. So um, we are meeting in person and it totally lights me up. I love it. Today, I'm super excited. We have um, a local, um, actually my neighbor who has a local cold pressed juice. So she's bringing (gasps) juice to share. We're going to do a juice tasting. And um, actually one of my members is bringing some really wonderful, yummy olive oil. So we're going to do olive oil tasting and juice tasting. Um, And so I think that's kind of a big thing. Uh, Well, actually, okay, here we go. There is some more catalytic stuff going in. Keep going. I'm a little terrified and excited. Um, That's great. Those are the best kind. Yep. I get to so one piece that's super important to me, first of all, functional medicine, um, love it. And, and I know you are in alignment with this. It's just good medicine. It's not mm-hmm. either, or right. it's just, we get to take care of the whole human. Yes. And I want to find a way to really make this equitable. Like that is, that's churning really beautiful. Big and I'm not, it's funny. Cause last week I was like, and I think that was part of why last week was so hard because 
this is churning. And this is this piece that you talk about with, with flow state. I, I'm really, and this is like a little bigger overview, you not not the minute, be, get in your flow zone, but I'm in struggle with um, how do I get to really bring this Ooh. to all humans, you know, socioeconomic, yes. um, all people. So I'm I love I'm it. Scared. And I no, was, I was like great. this before I started, you know, my, my micro practice to begin with. So I do know that gets to be my next elevation. Oh, I love and this because you're planting I don't know how. seeds. Yeah. You may not have the answers, right? But I see, don't. this is the beautiful part about your default alpha brain wave. You know, you're, you're sitting there, it's in the background and your brain wants to make those connections. So it's that, that break that you take in the, in the non-thinking downtime when you're doing recovery. And we talk about this with flow, the four cycle the four phases. And as you're doing your walks or your yoga or whatever it is, don't be surprised, you know, that the brain's going to come up with some cool ideas and solutions and you're starting your community. And that's already so powerful. The group visit of connection. It isn't like what we are used to in a traditional medical sense where you're sitting there, you know, very stodgy and, you know, going through certain key metrics in like a diabetic education flow, you know, group visit. Um, it's very different. And that's the beautiful part of creativity is you're making it your own. You're inviting like-minded businesses to showcase what they can do. You're inviting patients to experience something new and kind of piquing their curiosity. And you're becoming a local catalyst for your community saying, this is where you go to learn new cutting edge things that are really natural and holistic that helps you stay healthy. So like this, the community you're building is only going to lift you higher. And I wouldn't be surprised if somebody in that community is going to have more solutions for you to consider in how can you bring this to BIPOC and to, you know, equality and more integration of socioeconomic, you know, factors. And we've had Ellie Campbell talk about her scholarship system. And it's neat to see all these physicians and practitioners coming up with unique ways to make it equitable. Um, what things would you say if you had a magic wand that you would love to see in medicine in general, functional, conventional, whatever, let's call it all medicine. medicine. Get a magic wand. I would love to see more community. Um, I, that's, it's funny because I am a, I'm an introvert. I was just going to say, aren't you an introvert? How does that go? Cause I, I feel the same. It's like, I'm, I'm actually perfectly fine staying at home all the time. And what I have learned when I really get honest with myself, I, when I'm in true authentic connection, I'm energized. It really, it lights me up. So our group visits, we do, I do um, the educational presentation. I send it three days before. Nice. And then leave the um, group conversation just for that. And it ends up being my members. They're connecting. They're talking about things. They're coming up with um, all sorts of, like one woman shared last week, she uses this kale stems for stir fry, you know, and chopping them up, like little things like that. And then people, you know, the, the, the brilliance of group visits is we're not in isolation and we don't, it's an opportunity to not get so attached to your disease or label, mm -hmm. right. You're living with, and so are these other people. Um, so yeah, I, 
love that. The <laughs> question, wand, did I answer it? <laughs> that is so good though. The magic wand of just community yes. oh, and yes. thinking about community. And you know, it's really unfair to expect our conventional system to adopt that right now because there's different needs. And that's where I would see you and I agreeing probably that the future medicine would be like, almost like, okay, if you have an acute issue, you're going in this door because, you know, you need to have your, your laceration sewn, you know, you need to have your, your fracture set properly, but then there's this whole burden of chronic disease. And that's where we really don't do a good job because you go to your one visit with your one provider and you feel so alone. You feel like, oh boy, no one else in this world has autoimmunity. No one else has this daily brain fog and fatigue. And I have no idea how I'm going to feel better. And especially then if the conventional labs say that you're fine, you know, and, and then you can see how, how patients feel unheard and distrustful. And so imagine your world, you're inviting people to the table and it's a community and they're learning to hear from others. That's the magic of group visits. They really is because it, it is a facilitated visit. It's not that you are imparting a prescription on each of these patients. You are actually just holding space for them to learn about a little topic and then they share. And you were one of the ones that recommended that book, The Magic of Facilitation to me. And I loved it. And it's very Mm -hmm. true that once we learn that we're not there to force a certain agenda or make everybody comply or adhere, but more in inspire discussion and conversation, it's literally magic because you, you sit back and you watch those those community members share. I've had patients give each other advice and I'm simply there just to be that sounding board. If they're like, is that right? Does that sound like that would be medically okay? Is that, you know, and it's, it's a very interesting conversation because for example, one of them would say, you know, I, I remember you said the vagus nerve does this. Am I right? Yep. You're right. You know? And so you're just there to kind of hold space. And I love, do you have any future things that you're excited to start doing with your community? Um, well, when you were talking about, um, this piece of conventional medicine and we can't expect, you know, that them to be there yet. I just saw a bridge and I was like, I wonder, well, and and this has been in the back of my mind, even before I met you and, and like, um, but I didn't put myself out there, but, um, how do we get to be that bridge? Like, how do I get to invite, you know, my, um, conventional colleagues, their patients to utilize my group visits or, you know, be part of that. So it gets to be integration. Like, yes, I revere so much of what, you know, it's, if my conventional colleagues are doing, it's hard. It, oh, yeah. it is soul sucking. I mean, you've talked about it, the, the computer work, the insurance, all of that. And so I don't know. There's another, there's too much brewing, but how cool would that be to be a bridge? Um, so looking forward, something exciting that I'm looking to do. I mean, maybe, maybe Yay. like some sort of bi-monthly invitation to some local primary cares. Um, this other piece I am, I'm loving. And I, I got this from you was I have been doing, I've been interviewing local practitioners, um, podcast, not quite so, um, polished as yours, but, uh, getting there and it's been, you know, I don't, I haven't used them yet, but I absolutely love that time with them because Mm. it's an opportunity. Like I'm getting, you're giving me this opportunity to reflect on what I am doing instead of just, you know, in the day-to-day you're in the garage. Okay. I got to get this done. I got to get this right. And this is this beautiful pause. So yes, I also want to somehow figure out how to 
really bring the community piece to the local practitioners. Um, you're right. You're <laughs> touching on the fact that medicine and healing is way more than just prescriptive and so pills yeah. and food. Even you're like inviting this whole mind shift by saying, here's some local businesses that are doing similar things. And yeah. And it's just like, I love this kind of ability to be geeking out with people, you know, having conversations. Right. And I learn as much as I, I can from people around me, I know you're the same way, you know, you're, you're soaking in that information and it allows that person running their own small business to be on the stage and say, look at the neat things I'm doing. Um, Cause there's always overlap, like a Venn diagram. There's always a great way we can synergize together. You know, as you were talking, you made me think the bridge, you know, this, this bridge, like you, I really want this all to be this one happy harmony. Um, and thinking, and this is my own mind, you know, you know, the kiosks in a mall, you know, you're walking along and there's little kiosks. And I always thought, wouldn't it be neat to have a little kiosk? It's like a pre-visit prep. And like you walk in and you quickly tell whoever's in that kiosk, like, this is kind of what I'm going to see the doctor for. And then they give you this rapid fire, like, okay, well, you may want to show them this list of labs. This might be helpful. And like, I always thought a preparatory little one-off, like somebody could stop in and give you like advice on this is what you need. Cause as a physician and a patient, I've gone into my visits and I'm a physician and I even know the labs and I'm like, here you go. This is what I'd like. And even then the visit can take a long time because they're entering in things and, you know, and just thinking of how we can offload the burden on our primary care friends that are just so, so tired, you know, um, I don't know that's, that's what came into my mind as a magic wand. Yeah. It'd be beautiful. I love it. <laughs> that, um, one of the apps that you shared with us recently <laughs> popped into my mind, something like copy AI, you yes. know, you go in, you're you download your information. This gets spit out. Although then we get to have that human connection. So yes, yes. It's, it's the both and for it sure. Is. It's um, the both and right, right. It's, it's just hard. I think the other thing, maybe, I don't know how you, I, I'm sure you probably feel similar is I feel like we're at this point where patients are expecting that their body is going to be something almost like in Star Trek, where you can have a little thing that reads everything. And then like, you know, we should know it all. And, and that's just not how healing is. Right. You know? And, and so I think there's this disconnect of what is really possible in medicine and what is really not. And to help patients understand and respect the internal healing that happens with thought work and how pivotal that can be. And yes, you might have labs that might be abnormal or normal, but literally you can change your physiology with your thoughts. And I don't know, what do you think about that? Is that something you're finding pretty common? Huge. Um, and this disconnect, like, it seems like some of my patients are so they're very into data, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and data's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. It's great. We can geek out on it. Um, food plans are awesome, but getting too, uh, rigid with them is I think equally as inflammatory as you know, maybe falling off the food plan or whatever. Right. Um, and so I spend a lot of time, um, like pulling back and just saying, okay, how, okay, where does that feel in your body? And I I've heard you talk about this too, but this somatic, where does that live in your body to yeah. really help people remember like their power, the power of their innate healing and their intuition. I mean, that stuff is so real. Like we are powerful beings and we do know but we've gotten so far away from right. trusting, right? Well, because we've gone to a practitioner, a healthcare practitioner, a doctor, somebody's told us for so long how and yes. why we are this way. 
that we forget that we have agency. Yes. And so this power of, um, yeah, it's, it's so exciting. And one other piece, I feel like I somehow, oh, I've got a lot of catalytic stuff going on. But anyway, the other piece that I just am super excited about learning more about is this. Um, so the whole limbic system retraining and really working with, um, you know, limbic system, vagus toning, but starting there, right? Everybody wants the food plan. And yes, we, the gut is so, you know, we need to work on our gut, but I am curious. Here's my question and hypothesis, I guess all in one, but um, what if we started there? What oh if we goodness. started with the limbic nerve, limbic, or not limbic, but limbic retraining yes. and vagus nerve, and then, you know, saw where people were and then moved into the food, the lifestyle. Oh. Not that I'm disregarding any of it, but as you know, if you go online, this diet, that diet, this diet, it's, oh, it's information overload. It yeah. Exactly. And there's no, no, there's no perfect diet for anybody. We know no. that or there, each person's individual. It's not like there's yes. no, I, so I'm really not a diet dogma person. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm working with that piece too. Like how, so this it's, it's like, amazing. what do I get to offer so that, um, and I like, I know we all want to make a difference, but the other piece is like, I, you know, when we get labs back, even advanced functional labs, I want to like really look at those. And am I really supporting you? Are yes. you tuning into these things to make change versus just ordering these big expensive labs, having all this data, but this, then not really getting to the, the juice of it. So this is, I love what you're saying. Absolutely. Important. Cause you're, you're describing, I think the difference between a regular run of the mill, uh, almost, I want to say functional medicine in a box. You know, we've, we've seen some of those places where like, yep, we'll run all the tests. Here's all the things we do shotgun style. Here you go. Here's your data. And that works for certain mindsets, you know, think of the type a very, you know, CEO driven, like, Ooh, there's my metrics. Now I'm going to exercise harder. And now I'm going, you know, and that's just not medicine. That's truly not healing. And what you're describing is what I'd like to say, the catalyst practitioner method, which is honoring that there's an art to this. There's an absolute art to this. There is honoring the patient's mindset and your strengths that you can paint this in a great healing picture. There's ways to deliver information and messaging that can completely strike them down and make them feel like there's no hope, right? But there's also a different way you can help flavor this information by saying, this is really interesting data. It's going to help me make better decisions for you. But guess what? Your thoughts, your mindset, they are way more powerful than any pill supplement or food you put in your mouth, right? And I think that's the whole drive is learning this, this awesome neurochemistry of getting into that limbic system and flow that you're talking about. I would love it. Um, to have all my patients start there. But as you know, that's also hard. Not everybody, they, they might look at you like, wait, what? What? Yeah, totally. This, mm -hmm. Like you're like Yoda. What? You want me to get with the Jedi force? What are you talking about? So there's that fine art that I find myself doing a little bit of a dance with my patient is kind of feeling out where they're at, how open they are to listening to different ideas of that. And I won't suggest limbic retraining if they're, if their mind feels like they're just not ready to understand yet. That's okay. Um, I feel like that's the shift that we make as practitioners that was hard and is still hard for me mm. coming from a system that measures me on my productivity and how well my patients do to have to come here and hold myself back and go, I'm your guide. I'm not the hero. You're the hero. I'm here to witness 
and to nudge and be those catalyst moments when you're ready, I will give it to you, right? Does that sound similar to your experience of moving from one system to the other? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the times I get the most um, angsty or or, uh, stuck is when I am, well, ego state, number one, right? Uh, Number two, falling into that more practitioner as, um, you know, that my old ways of being trained. And then when I sit back and I go, what do you think? Or ask powerful questions. Yes. and then, you know, you'll get a lab and it has a million things you could do. Okay. Right. But you oh, sure. cannot do every, you cannot give a supplement for every low yes. and all of that. So right. it's when I have to sit back and then I, I sit with them. And then it, when I'm open and grounded and I have to do my own practices and believe me, when I fall off, it is not pretty. Um, but then I get, they basically tell me what's next yes. and which direction we're moving. If I listen. Yes. You know, I love this. Oh my gosh. You're. You're totally encompassing that beginner's mind of just being yes. curious. And I think we are, I think this will be brainwashing I'm undoing till the day I die. Cause it just, yeah. just of how our medical training is, it's very much diagnosis, differential. What would you do? Testing? What are options? I mean, that's just how we have to move through the system and it's, it saves lives and it definitely is needed, but it's so hard to undo that as the role of a fixer. Like I have to prove that I've done something for you. And so that is hard when you see patients. And for those that are listening to this podcast, if you're a practitioner out there, you're in holistic or functional medicine, and you're struggling with, well, how do I prove I'm doing stuff? I love to just do what Lynn is suggesting is being curious and saying, how has this helped you so far? Because as much as we might think, "Uh oh, we haven't found any reasons yet, the patient might say, oh my gosh, I've learned that this certain food really affects me even though right now their lab testing is all pretty good. Um, A lot of times I circle back to asking them, you know, what has made a difference? What have you learned? But also if they start feeling low, no, you're not finding anything, or this isn't that important in my data. I tell them, but look at all the things we've learned about you that we can check that off the list that we can say, we've investigated that, that, you know, and, and I love that you're, you're kind of circling back around to that as well. It's such an art, a a dance of trying to help them not feel like they're alone, but honoring that our physiology is complex. You can't put a pill for every symptom, you know, it is so complex. And one other thing I just want to, um, in my experience in the last really being able to be in this, in this way, well, honestly, all through meta, all of my, everything has been, um, my teacher so far up to mm-hmm. this point. Um, people just want to be seen and heard. Yes. That's it. I mean, the, the number of people, even in the conventional setting, I mean, I was always behind because I could not stay in the 20 minute slot ever, but people just the therapeutic, it begins when you sit and listen to somebody's story. And I can't say that enough. I have seen that again and again in facial expressions in um, body. You know, I know you see this, Laura, like just their body relaxes. They are just a little bit more tears. Um, Yes. And so I think if we show up and do nothing, I mean, of course we're going to do the medicine and all of that, but yes, that just being, being a place to, to be a safe space, to be seen and heard with your medical, you know, oh. medical story, life story, all of it. Yes. It's so valuable. You're right. I love how you said that being just holding that safe space for their story. And what's interesting is the more, and I'm finding it's like a muscle, just like any kind of, you know, 
practicing creativity, practicing flow, it all gets easier, faster, and more fun the more you are aware that you're doing it. And this is so fun for me is dipping into a little bit of NLP and watching what people say about themselves and the choices of words they're stringing together tells you a lot when you just sit back and you're not aiming to like diagnose and, and fix, but you're just witnessing and you're finding some of the narratives and you see some of the self-sabotages that are happening over and over or limiting beliefs that they might be expressing. And likewise on myself, I, I find myself going, wow, that's a, that's a, like you said, a default mode. I need to like be present here a little bit more. And how can I reframe that? You know, my, my belief right here. So it's really powerful when you see a practitioner that is fully embracing the art and science of, of medicine like you are. I mean, this is so healing for your patients to be heard by someone like you. Well, it's equally as giving to me. Like I think about my patients are my teachers and they always have been. Um, yes. Yeah. And it's human connection yes. in whatever your, your gifts, your passions are, whatever you do in the world. Um, it's critical and, um, we can make a difference with each other. And we all know, I mean, we just get to be kind. I mean, I just, it's a hard time in the world. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, a community, and what you provide is like, so crucial during these hard times, you know, and Thankfully, you know, we have the ability now to, if you can't meet in person, we have online. And as much as people go, I'm so Zoom fatigued, I can't tell you how many times patients have said, wow, this is a group that I really enjoy because it's unique. You know, you're, you're providing, yes, medical knowledge, but also just that safe space to say, hey, show up however you are and we are here together. And um, dare I say, I go forward and, and really advocate that practitioners share little bits of what they are struggling with. I tell my patients all the time, like, okay, this week I'm going to try and do three more seconds of a cold shower. By the way, I failed. I am such a wuss, but, um, it's because I live in Wisconsin. It's already cold. So maybe in the <laughs> summer I'll try it. Um, but it's fun for them to see you as human, you know, taking you off that pedestal of perfection and just saying, wow, we are in this together and their healing goes a lot further. So true. In fact, in, I do a weekly email with my, with my members and last week was a hard week. And I just shared that with them and it felt really good because they get to know, like, we're all on our journey and, um, with health and yes. life. And so I, I literally, I love my community. It's like, I get excited. It's small. It's so sweet. Um, and I really honor um, my, my members right now for taking, like leaning into this vulnerable, yes. like what you have group visits. What do you do? What is this functional medicine thing? And they're just like, okay, showing up. Aww. So, um, That's yeah, amazing. It's, it's, and I couldn't have done it without you. Literally. I just oh. smile because I was, I did the training. I did, you know, certified food and spirit. I, um, I have MCP. I, you know, we're all lifelong learners taking every course. Sure. Yes. And I thought I'll just open my practice. I had no, I was told, talk about stuck, frozen. There's and a lot to do. You, right. Right. And you have shared so many tangible, amazing tools um, for me to even begin to create this and systems, Aww. you know, so it's, and, the, and you, the system, I know we're going along, but the systems are so fun. Like once Yay. you automate them, of course, I was terrified of tech and now my practice is innovated and automated Yay. and it gets to get better. Um, 
but all those, I, I think about that dopamine rush that I get yes. when I actually get a, like I lubricate a system. I'm yes. like, oh my God, I just got that dopamine hit. So yeah, God. right. You're like, give me more, give me more. Yeah, but you yes. do. <laughs> right. But it is, it's like a gamifying process and yeah, nobody has all the answers. And that's the thing is when you find a group, you know, and I do, I love my catalyzers as much as you mentioned, you love your patients. That's how I feel about everybody in mentorship. It's really fun. Um, and anything that I find and figure out like a Rubik's cube in my practice, I'm immediately trying to give it to you guys like here, use it. It's fun, you know, because mm -hmm. this we're all in it together. All boats rise when we're all working together and we're creating this innovative new healthcare delivery system that is just so fun and, and so impactful in our personal life. I, I would dare to say that I am just a happier, more higher frequency person than I probably ever have been because we're really doing something special. Um, and I just love the, the synergy we learn from each other. Every practitioner in the group is so knowledgeable on unique things that we share and openly discuss, you know, troubleshooting and brainstorming and um, it is really a full spectrum, you know, oh, speaking of, I love the name. Tell me about how you chose the, the integrated spectrum. Tell me about your name. Um, so integrated spectrum of health. I definitely wanted spectrum because color um, and my work with the Animatic and food and spirit is really integral to, it doesn't really come out. I'm sometimes I'll do programs on it, but it's always in the background. It's yes. always in my process of working with people and some people want to go deeper there. So I wanted that. Um, and I want it integrated because I believe that my foundation of Western training, conventional medicine is critical yes. to, um, you know, sometimes I, I discount it, but it actually is so powerful in my work with people because right. Especially those red flags. I'm like, oh yeah, nope. We're you need to get a scope or like uh, we yeah. need to move essential oils can't help your heart attack. The oils are nope. not helping uh -uh. right now. Right. Um, so uh I wanted that and then I just chose it. And I think you were like, you just chose a name and then you move forward. Um, but I love it. And my logo. Oh, it's so I, awesome. I love, love, love. Actually, my daughter's um, my daughter is 22 and her friend is 22 too. And she is um, this amazing graphic designer. And so she, um, I hired her to do my website and she created like six different logos for me. I kind of shared with her and then I got to choose one and um, I love it. So color, oh, it's gorgeous integration. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. So it, it is fun. And it was so fun to work with her. And again, like these young, brilliant minds, like how do we get to bring all these different people in Oh yeah. Um, Now's to, the time, right? I mean, cause like oh with the great gosh. resignation and all the tech stuff, I mean, when, when people are scared of tech, I'm like, just look no further. There's a ton of freelance people out there that are young and can do this 5 million times faster than any of us could. And they love it, you know, and it's like so nice to be able to sequence together. I mean, your website, your logo is so brilliant and it's just so cool to watch you evolve and, and continue <laughs> to keep painting your masterpiece. It's really inspiring. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I am grateful for community and you and, um, all of it. And it's just oh. a blast. I am not kidding. So if, if you're thinking about doing this, I mean, Aww. 
It is a blast. Yes, I, I would love to have anybody interested in Catalyst Mentorship to contact me for sure. If you're a practitioner, if you're an MDDO, nurse practitioner, NDPA, all sorts of um, licensures, we have so much to offer in our wonderful group of catalyzers. And more importantly, if you're a patient and you are inspired by Lynn Jocelyn and you're thinking, <laughs> oh my goodness, I need to contact her. Where can people find you, Lynn? Um, so I live in Durango, Colorado, and that's the Southwest corner of Colorado. Um, so you can find me at um, either integratedspectrumofhealth.com or lynnjocelyn.com. That's easier, maybe. Um, I have Instagram and I'm getting better at social media. Um, and actually, I'm not going to lie, I'm starting to enjoy it. Um, totally. <laughs> it was a chore for a while, but it's like, oh, that's kind of fun because I'm taking the perfection out of it. I'm just yes. putting it out just there, and sharing, right? Which is so much more authentic. Um, yeah, and I would love, you know, if you're in Colorado, I can see people anywhere in Colorado. So I do virtual visits as well. Beautiful. Um, and we do, you know, we are offering uh, in-person group visits, but I also do Zoom group visits. And um, so if I have members that prefer Zoom, we will Zoom you in, and I have a projector. Beautiful. You'll be on there, so you'll be part of us. Um, yeah. <gasps> Oh my goodness. What yeah. a treat. So integrated spectrum of health.com. Everybody yeah. check it out. Watch her on Instagram. I'm loving your videos. I'm <laughs> loving you showing up. You'll see her beautiful face and red glasses and it's just so inviting. Um, and I'm just a big fan. So thank you for spending time on this and you are one of my catalysts and I'm so honored to be working with you. So thank you, Lynn. Laura, likewise. And you are, um, you are changing the world. In fact, I shared, just shared with my sister um, about your work and how this is like truly, I liken it to um, small farms, right? And and small farming, This these micro practices and yes. how you're supporting people to step into these roles is changing medicine and how Aww. we deliver our healthcare. So Aww. I bow down. I don't know how Aww. I found you, but I mean, virtual we hug. <laughs> I know. Yes. Huge virtual hug. Oh, well, thank you, Lynn. And someday we will have to have that coffee together in some cool <laughs> coffee shop in Durango. And you're going to have to help me like thaw out this cold Wisconsin bones that I have. So I'm excited for watching you soar and thanks again. And I, I'm sure I'll see you at the next studio time. Oh, I'll be there. I will. All right. All right. Bye everybody. Bye, thanks thank for listening. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs>